Oh, and I've still got Gordon to come off the bench. Actually, it'll be 68. Oh, imagine if it had been 69. I got 69 last week. Buzzing it was. And what was your FPL score? What do you mean? <laughs> you said I got 69 last week. <laughs> and I said, and what was your FPL score? Excellent. Hello and welcome back to the final, not ever, but for this season, episode of FPL by Dummies. Uh, we made it all. Well done. Congratulations. Um, we did it. Tom, you too. How are you, mate? Um, yeah, I mean, I'm right. Glad it's over, really. Glad it's over for another season. I can actually now go sit on the beach. Um, I won't be going to sit on the beach because I have literally no holidays planned, but I can go sit on a grassy patch outside of my flat. Probably in the Cost rain. the Dale Bristol. Cost <laughs> in the rain. Probably watching some like <laughs> horrible, horrible bloke with a shit dog. Watching him pick up a shit and that's about as exciting as it gets in, in my little town. Lovely stuff. Um, that's a bit depressing, yeah, wasn't I mean, it? We'll, we'll address the elephant in the room. I'm, I'm not too gutted. Like, coming into today, we weren't expecting, like, it was just going to be a city route. But, Just confirm Man City are champions for people who haven't exactly. who are living under a rock. Exactly. Um, Liverpool um, fan, if you also didn't remember. For some reason, I just I agreed. For some reason, I agreed to tee off at three pm today, forgetting that the games all kicked off at four. So I was on the golf course for the entire time the games going on, and was just checking my phone every other minute to see the score. It's disgusting, but it was a pretty well. It was a pretty lively. Um, Lively afternoon, wasn't it? Goals flying all over the shop. I think it's the best um, final day since probably the Aguero goal. Well, this was what I, I realised as well was that that everyone was saying this week that never again will it be replicated the Aguero moment where the league is decided by pretty much the final kick of the season. But it very well could have been. Like I know it's if my grandma had will, she would have been a bike. But let's say Gundogan doesn't score that header because when I was um again as I say I was out on the course I was like well we've we, it was one all between Liverpool when City were 2-1 down Rodri then equalizes to make it 2-1 and I was like well it doesn't change our situation we still need to just score a goal in order to win the league um but with obviously the Gundogan goal going in um that was just never going to happen um Villa coming back into it but I think it's just the hope that kills you. The fact that Villa were 2-0 up away with 20 minutes to go and they somehow... I mean, I've not, as I say, I didn't watch any of the games, so I don't know if they rolled over. Tom will be able to say better than me. I know City will have obviously been piling on the pressure, but it's the fact that we were 20 minutes and another goal away from the title is just... That's that's the, that's the kidney punch that gets me. It was just... I didn't... So I was watching between the Brentford and Liverpool game because obviously at the time it was like Liverpool needed to score still and obviously City being 2-0 down so I sort of wasn't really watching that game too closely but I listened to Gerard afterwards and he was just like yeah basically they just sat back and defended after being 2-0 up which they shouldn't have done um, yeah and basically choked again I mean don't believe Gerard's bottled another league for you Gerald's, Gerard slipped once again I mean it was pretty poor I mean I don't know Mancy obviously a good side but to be 2-0 up and to lose 3-2 with 20 minutes left to go I think I mean that is literally the definition of like capitulation 
it's pretty depressing. I mean, it's pretty poor. I mean, I wanted from a mutual, a neutral point of view, I did sort of want to see Liverpool win the Prem because I wanted them to do the quadruple because I just think no team's been able to do it and it would have yeah. been quite cool to see. And, and I, you know, don't, don't mind Liverpool. And, um, Man City full of plastic fans. Ooh. Um, <laughs> dislike, dislike, dislike. <laughs> but well, not really, because I don't think there's any Man City fans listen to us because they haven't got any fans. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah. Dislike, sorry. dislike, dislike. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I, I mean, yeah, I think you could. Pep's reaction at the end of the game, I think, summed up. I think he'll come out and say probably his best Premier League win. Yeah. I mean, they've. For. Is it like the third or fourth, maybe in fifth season, they've clocked up 90 plus points? Um, it is pretty ridiculous. And I mean, it's the only reason I say maybe it's not his best ever is because they did have a, a 10, 11 point gap on us. Um, and I know that sounds ridiculous because, as I say, they've ultimately ended up on um, 93 points, is it? Which is enough to probably win half, if not more, of the previous 20, 30-odd Premier League seasons that there have been. Um, And so that in itself is a remarkable achievement. Like, obviously, you can't knock that. And the fact that they've withheld Liverpool's late charge. And if they had not dropped points, which everyone kind of expects any normal team to do, they would have ended up on well over 100 points. So it would have been, you know, ridiculous to kind of expect them to be as flawless as they had been in the first part of the season. But I think it's probably not as good as his Centurion year or the year where we both finished on, I think they finished on 98 and we finished on 97 um, because they had like 18 game winning streaks in that season, things like that. Um, But at the same time, part of what, part of the reason I'm not too bitter about today is because for them to have first of all clocked up 93 points and second of all, to come back and win 3-2, they're deserving champions. Um, it, and it's, it's kind of like the Lewis and Max situation last year in, in the F1, if anyone um, tuned into that, where if either one of them won it, you would have said they were deserving deserving well, title I mean... winners because, well, I mean, as much as you <laughs> might not like Lewis, for him to come back and win the races he did That's to a... bring it to the final race of the season. Christ. I was expecting I was expecting a bite, but that is a yeah, I've caught a whopper. Um anyway, yeah. <laughs> well just I mean either either team, either either driver deserved to win whatever happened. Um so fair play to City, but as I say it is a bit bit galling. Yeah. I mean to put it in perspective it's the seventh highest points total Liverpool achieved ever in all in all Premier League history. Um mm. Sorry, it'll be eighth now because obviously City finished on 93. So it'll be the eighth highest points total of all time. And it'll be the second time that they've scored over 90 points and, and not won the title. Yeah. Bear in mind, I think Man United have won the title several times with 86 points. So, yeah. I mean, people have won it on 70-odd before, haven't they? Uh, it's probably. I think... Probably a bit more, a few more teams no, in the mix. Seventies, but yeah, yeah, wouldn't be surprised. I don't know what I said. I, yeah, I don't know what Leicester got when it when they won the uh, title, but yeah, um, yeah, crazy final day. I mean, going from top to bottom, uh, Burnley relegated. Um, yeah, I'm I'm yeah. kind of glad not not because I dislike Burnley, but I think Leeds bring more to the league, um, and I also think it will would have been more difficult for Leeds to get up than it would have been for Burnley. Um, I just think Leeds would have lost Calvin Phillips, oh, Rafinha I don't know. definitely, 
and probably a whole host of other players. And I just don't think the club is managed well enough that they would have been able to bounce back very quickly. So, uh, Sorry, just a quick sidetrack. Leicester won the title with 81 points. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, I see, I don't, I don't agree. I think they're going to lose. I mean, Tarkovsky's already gone. Uh, he's out of contract. Um, who is, I mean, probably one of their mainstays. Uh, Pope, you would imagine he goes. You can't, I can't see Nick Pope, who is, in my opinion, one of the best British goalkeepers, English goalkeepers, uh, playing in the championship, um, out, unless he stays out of loyalty, which, you know, fair play if he does, but I don't think he will stay. Um, and, I mean, I don't think the rest of the team's particularly that great, but you'd imagine like Corne will go. Weghorst. Weghorst. Well, he's been, he is championship quality, so that's, that's fine. It's not even a real name. Yeah. But there's some, there's some players I probably Dwight McNeil could go. He's always been someone that's been quite well. I mean, you're taking away sort of like the spine of that team, I'd say. Charlie Taylor will obviously go because he's the absolute goat. Um, <laughs> Charlie Taylor's going to City next year. Charlie's born absolute legend. Uh, City, yeah, probably City. Or Liverpool, I guess, one of the two. Um, yeah, he would replace Robbo and Cancelo, wouldn't he? Probably. Yeah, probably. Definitely um, Cancelo anyway. But I think losing Nick Pope and Tarkovsky next year. I, Tarkovsky is gone. And it also annoyed me as well. At the end of the like match today, they interviewed Tarkovsky. And it's like, of all the people they interview, into the guy who's already confirmed he's leaving at the end of the season. It's like, He's obviously a professional, but surely he doesn't really give a shit. Like, ah, that's harsh. But I mean, there's surely other people that you can interview. Well, I guess it probably would have been from the point of view, like, it's his final game. They've ended up getting relegated. Like, you obviously don't want to go out in that fashion. So, like, as in, like, leave the team in that fashion. So it probably was from the point of view of, uh, yeah, just kind of get your take on it. But, um yeah, I mean, United are in the mud not, again. <laughs> they were one of only two teams this weekend not to score. I mean, that says a yeah, lot. Yeah, and the other was Norwich. <laughs> <laughs> Who are no longer a Premier League side. <laughs> Haven't been a Premier League side for like four weeks. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty poor, isn't it? It's uh, shocking. Um, yeah, that, that's embarrassing, isn't it? And uh, we literally said it last week that Zaha will score, didn't we? I mean, it, it was written in the stars and yeah, it happened. Um, and then, yeah, Leeds beat Brentford to secure their survival. Um, Got to be honest, as I mean, if you if you don't know me and Cam both went to Leeds Uni, so I'm not too bothered that we lost. I mean, we were already well safe and uh, it was a relatively, we played relatively pretty poorly and we were down to nine men for the last 10 minutes because one, well, no longer than that, actually. Uh, we were down to nine men for yeah ten minutes. Ten minutes. Um, yeah, Christoph Ayer got uh, came off with an injury, but we'd already used all, all of our subs. And then Sergi Canos scores in the seventy eighth minute to equalise. He takes his shirt off, just being a shit house because that's what he does. And then literally forty five seconds later, hacks down Rafinha and gets sent off. I mean, what a mug! But yeah, hilarious. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm happy the Leeds are staying up to us. I think Leeds off, in my opinion. And again, this is. Just add the dislike button. Um, I think Leeds offer more to the Premier League than Burnley. Yeah, definitely agreed. Um, but will they lose a lot of players? Have a slight, slight aff- affinity and affection for them. But yes, 
Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, we're a bit biased because obviously we both studied in Leeds for, I mean, well, I was there five years, you were there five, six years, five, six years, team. Uh, too long. Yeah. We're too long, too long. Um, but I think they're going to lose players. Who leads? And so yeah, and so that I, they need to buy players because their team is very low on the ground, is what I'd say. I mean, we played poorly today, but it, we could have quite easily won the game, I think. It was it was sort of very 50-50. It wasn't really much. Leeds didn't really show anything. I thought, uh, yeah, but Rafinha's going to probably go, I guess. But Calvin you Phillips, think? I think he will. Who do you think he goes to? A bigger team. Um, he's not been very good in the last few game weeks, but I mean, if you look at the start of the season, teams like Liverpool were looking at him. Um, that he can move up the league, and I think he's one of those players that will move up the league. And I think it will. Is he going to be playing for Brazil, playing for Leeds? I know he has played for Brazil, playing for Leeds, but Leeds also finished ninth in the Prem last year. They've not really invested much money, and this year they have survived on the final day of the season. I think he goes. I think um well it depends it's one of those if if he has a if they have a conversation with Jesse Marsh and they feel like they're going to go somewhere because obviously this year was typical second season syndrome and I don't really I didn't watch an awful lot of them in the first half of the season to know what was going wrong with what Bielsa was asking them to do I don't imagine he changed their style of play so maybe it was just everyone knew what they were going to do and how they were going to play um and so just, you know, work them out. But I feel like if they have a conversation or conversations and work out that the club is going to be going in a particular direction, I can see... Because don't get me wrong, he is definitely a a European quality player. So West Ham. Uh, Rafinha, sorry. No, West Ham, as in West Ham. If Bowen goes, West Ham, that's a oh, perfect going replacement. Yeah, I mean, I guess so. Um, Newcastle. As I say, he definitely could play at that sort of level um, of the Europa League? Because he was he came from Rennes, didn't he? And they were playing Champions know. League slash Europa sure. League. Um, so United. I think he's, he's absolutely that level of... Mm, I don't know if that's too big of a step up. He's a, he's a quality I player. But I don't think it is. I yeah. think he's, he can be, can be a world-class player. But yeah, uh, Calvin Phillips as well, essentially, could go. I mean, there's been talk about. I mean, didn't he actually wait? Did he sign a new contract? Now I'm talking out my ass now. I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, uh, I think it would probably make sense for him to go. Unfortunately, um, I mean, yeah, again, again, Man United. I know there's talk with Rice, but then if Rice goes to Man United, West Ham, <laughs> you know, it's a perfect move. Hmm. To be honest, I feel like Calvin Phillips would probably go higher up the league than West Ham. Um, Our seventh. I mean, I think we're given West Ham. Personally, I think West Ham get a disservice now. I think they are the last um, this season, proven that they're. No, don't get me wrong. Because they'll be play- are they playing Europa League or are they playing? Uh, no, they'll be in the Conference League because United obviously. Yeah, I think because they drew today, so I think they had to win. Yeah. Um, well, no, West Ham lost. They lost to Brighton. They lost in the end. Did they? Oh, I missed that. Um, yeah, three one. Yeah, yeah. Well, they need because obviously United uh, United lost, and so they had to win today to jump to jump them. Three um, one. Fucking hell, that ended. You can tell how much yeah. I've been paying attention to the rest of the games <laughs> that happened today. 
Um, bloody hell. Yeah. Um, so they need a CDM if Rice does go for the hundred and something stupid million that um, they want for him. And if not, then United might look down the table and go to Calvin Phillips. Although Leeds, yeah, to, might Leeds to United. I don't. Phillips is a is a is a Leeds boy through and through. I don't think he goes to United. Um, I can <sighs> I see him know. maybe going to West Ham or Chelsea, but um, I don't think he goes to United. Um, yeah, probably not. I mean, that would but, be an awful. Yeah, you'd you'd hate to almost hate to see it. He he wouldn't he wouldn't like Leeds fans would would not ex- accept him back in the city. Basically, like um, they I think they'd all be devastated if he went. So. I can't see that happening, but I can see him definitely going to a Europa League slash uh, top four team. Um, well, that is honest. That West, Ham. Good, West Ham, West uh, Ham, Arsenal. What Phillips? Arsenal. They need one. Is this Phillips? Yeah, yeah, still Phillips. Yeah, I, yeah, I can see him playing at Arsenal. Um, yeah. There's lots of there's lots of choices. There's lots of choices, but yeah. Um, and I mean, when we haven't talked about Liverpool yet, three-one win. I mean, end, it ended up being relatively comfortable, but I mean, mm. left it a bit late, didn't they? Yeah, uncomfortably so. I, I mean, I don't. It wouldn't have really changed anything going on at the Etihad, but for you my nerves, anyway, it would so, have been. I don't think it would have. I don't think it would have. But you could see Liverpool fans celebrating when obviously they went two 0 down. And then Wolves fans celebrated when Man City scored because obviously they're playing them just being shithouses. Would do you think there would have potentially been the same with Villa fans celebrating if Liverpool scored, and maybe it affecting Man City? If I mean, if they scored earlier, if they weren't one 0 down, if there wasn't one all, if they were like two one up at at sixty minutes, and then Coutinho goes two 0 up at seventy minutes, and it's now two one to Liverpool, so Liverpool are leading. Liverpool are winning the league as it stands. Do you think it then affects the players slightly more? Or no? No, is it just Um I mean I can, see, I can I can see it yeah, it is hard to tell. I can see how it would, but the only way I could see that it would affect them is maybe them getting desperate and just like launching balls forward. I think they still would have applied the same amount of pressure. Like it wouldn't have changed that. And so if if what Gerard said was that Villa sat back, then I think City still probably would have ended up scoring goals because they just have that quality. Um, but the only way I could see that it probably would have affected them would that would have been that they were just like launching balls forward because they knew that they had to score. But with half an hour, 25 minutes to go, as you're suggesting, I think they probably would still stuck to, you know, passing it around the 18-yard box and trying to find a way through. So... It's one of those, as I say, they 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 probably deserve to win on the day against Villa, um, given the fact that they did um, from two 0 down. So, yeah, it's uh, it's it's still a good season. I mean, it's obviously disappointing, but this is probably the closest anyone's ever come to the quadruple. I know City fans will say they did it because they won the Community Shield at the beginning of the season and then all three domestic go. cups, but. Yeah, doesn't really count. But being a game away, you know, if we win next week, we're literally going to be a game away. We would have been a game away from the quadruple. Um, that is in itself pretty pretty ridiculous. So yeah, we just have to bottle this and roll on next week and put in a really good performance against Madrid and just hope that they bottle it. Because the thing is, even if we play really well, Madrid will nick a goal here or there and 
make our lives really difficult. So, yeah. Well, I guess yeah, then before we go, disappointing. But... but well, I guess before we go into FPL, then game next week. Do you win? Um, I'm I'm obviously want us to, and I'm I'm going to say yes because I think we are the better team. But I think I was just talking it to to my f- friend on the way back from golf was that. Madrid have such big game players um, that even if we are on top and maybe 1-0 ahead or even if it's 0-0 and we've not managed to convert a chance, Modric will get on the ball and start dictating play. Benzema will sniff around and, you know, win a pen or, you know, get his head on the end of a cross and, and stick one away. And in in the final 10 or 15 minutes, I th- the only thing I think we have going for us is that this game is going to be at a neutral ground and it's not going to be at the Bernabeu, um, which has been kind of the stage of a lot of their comebacks this year. Um, I think that does make a big difference. But yeah, I think we'll win it, but it's certainly not going to be an easy task um, mm. because Madrid are just the Champions League team. As much as we've got like a history and an affinity with that competition, I think they're probably one of the few teams that have more so than we do. Um, but yeah, but again, before we finally got into FPL, pleased for Salah as well to be able to come on and, and get that goal that meant he shared the golden boot because as bad as he's been in the second half of the season and as good as Son has been, I think he kind of deserves something out of his exploits earlier in the year. So he managed to grab the uh, the golden boot and the playmaker award for most assists too. So um, I think, yeah, as much as he wasn't his uh, his first half of the season self, I think he he deserves something. Yeah, and then De Bruyne was named Player of the Year, though. I mean, I don't yeah, agree with I that mean, personally. Do you not? Who would you would you have given it to Salah or Son? Yeah, I, I'm more inclined to say Son than Salah, which sounds well. It doesn't sound that ridiculous because twenty-three goals, goals and ten, 10 assists as well. Yeah, I mean, I think he. Um, I, think it's, I think it's definitely like recency bias because De Bruyne has been very, very good at the end of the season, but he wasn't very good yeah. at the start of the season. Well, it's not that he wasn't very good; he was just injured, so he didn't play too badly. So, exactly, so, he just sort of didn't. There wasn't really anything there. So, how he can be player of the season when? Let's just have yeah, a look. it's I, certainly I can't recency, remember how, recency bias, and it's also because. Is, 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 this isn't a thing, but it's De Bruyne bias to a certain extent because De Bruyne is, a, if not the world-class player, like a one of the very few world-class players that are, are playing at the minute. Um, and some of the stuff that he's been doing, like the Wolves game, have been incredible. And as, as you said, I think that is a bit of recency bias that has affected him being voted player of the year. He but was 13 still, games this season. Or, sorry... Yeah. Uh, didn't play full 13 games. So then he came on for maybe like 10 minutes at the end, which doesn't We count. still got the PFA to go, PFA player of the year. So he might not get that one, but yeah. Um, and Foden got young player of the year as well. And he's barely played. I, I wouldn't say he's barely He's been played. brilliant. I mean, he's brilliant. He miss, he, I'll go through it if you want to talk about it, but I, I, he's not played anywhere near what you'd think he has. Who would have been your candidate? Who would have you picked for young player? Um, well, Mount was in the list, wasn't he? Declan Rice was in the list. I think he's been fantastic. Played pretty much every game. Has been part of why West Ham have done so well this year. Trent was in the list, mm. um, who's also been, I think, better this year again. Um, obviously, the assists weren't as high as it was last year, but I think defensively he's actually been slightly better. I think he's still got double figures. Yeah, uh, 12 he got. Salah got 13. Yeah. Um, so he was second on the assists. Um, I don't know who else was up for the award, to be honest, but I just think 
how can you give it to a player who is fantastic? I love Phil Foden. I think he's an unbelievable player. How can you give it to a player who hasn't played that many games? So he missed the first five games. He then missed two games in the middle, another game there, another game there. I mean, it's got to be similar to KDB, I reckon. Um, I'm just having a look now to try and see, see who else was nominated. List. I mean, Mount's um, had an excellent season. Um, and he I think I, I don't know majority why, of games, I'd say. I'd be inclined to give it to Foden over Mount. I don't know why. Maybe it's just because I think Foden's a better player. But um, So the shortlist was Trent, Gallagher, Tyrick Mitchell, Mason Mount, Ramsdale, Declan Rice and Saka. I think off that list, I'd probably be inclined to go with Trent or Rice. Um, Just to add in as well, Mount's had 11 goals and 11 FPL assists. So I don't know what the official assists are because obviously slightly different. mm. Uh, Phones had nine and six. So, I mean, Mount has gone incredibly under the radar for a lot of people, in my opinion. Um, Yeah. Now you said Saka as well. I mean, Saka's been unbelievable. Yeah, Saka's been very good. Um, Again, I think more towards the end of the season, though, isn't it? Um, 11 and so right so Saka has been incredible yeah Saka mm-hmm. has 11 goals and 9 assists Mason Mount has more yeah I think it's just because of recency bias Mount's not done as much but I think he's been probably one of the best young players this year um, I, he, the fact that he leads pretty much that Chelsea team I'd say that he's one of the only ones that stays in that team consistently yeah I mean you've got it likes like Havertz who's an 80 million pound player Werner, who was a £60 million player. Lukaku, who's the biggest flop of the year. Um, Pulisic, who was £50 million. Kovacic, Kante, they rotate. Jorginho doesn't even play every game. And you've got Mason Mount, who's, what, 23? And he plays pretty much every single game. Yeah, I mean, I think um, I would say, I think it's one of those, Son is an unbelievable player and does unbelievable things as well. You think about his goal against Leicester on his left foot from 25, 30 yards, curl it into the top corner. Um, He does do incredible things. But I think what kind of gets in people's heads is they think about the things that De Bruyne does. And it's just like, it's it's the sort of stuff where you either stand up and clap or you just sit there with your mouth open. Like, it's honestly like stuff that most people can't recreate. And that I think that's why it's so kind of um, exceptional. So as much as he doesn't have the same numbers to back up what Son's done, which probably is unfair because Son's double figures for both goals and assists and has hit over 20 in the goals, um, that is just an outstanding feat. And a lot of them have come in the second half of the season. So he should have some recency bias. But I think... De Bruyne, as I say, turning in performances like he did against Wolves and in the Champions League up until the semi-final, well, he got pulled off in the semi-final. It might have been a different story if he stayed on. Um, oh, you know, he's, to be fair. he's fully run run games this year um, and just been incredible. So I agree with you. I think Son probably has been more consistent. Like he scored goals in both halves of the season, even though he's probably been better in the second half. Like he he played well in the first half too. When Nuno was the coach and uh, Kane wasn't scoring, um, and you know Kane was literally their only goal source, so for Son to have carried them through that period, um, it suggests that he is, um, yeah, very deserving of of a mention. But um, KDB has been incredible this year too. So, yeah, 
Right, yeah, should we move on FPL. to how our FPL's gone? Do we have to? I've had a good um, week, actually. Yeah, of course we can. Well-ish. Yeah. So how, how did yours go then? Very good, until I decided, the full Brentford fan of me decided to take a minus eight. <laughs> so I did Salah to Son, Captain Son, excellent choice. I then decided to take a minus eight last night because I decided I couldn't go without... Not, I couldn't, to be honest, so needed Tony in my team because I just thought he'd play quite well today. He did play well, quite well today, to be honest. Just, um, it didn't really happen for him. Um, and I thought if Ericsson leaves this year and I've never owned Ericsson in my FPL team as a Brentford <laughs> player, I, what am I really a fan? <laughs> so I also got Ericsson, uh, so Ericsson and Tony in from my say they contri- contributed three points. So it wasn't a good hit. And the other negating factor from that was the fact that I, because of that, I played Ericsson and Tony and bench uh, Niketia for six and Martinelli for 12. So my <laughs> my 76 minus eight points, which would have been so 68 points, which has given me a 2K red arrow, would have actually been 91 points because I wouldn't have used those eight points and I would have kept Niketia and Martinelli. So um, <clears throat> yeah, Captain Hindsight again, but I was never not going to do it because I think I said about it on last week's pod that I was going to get Tony in and I, I already talked about Ericsson. And so my rank is finishing at 145k. It's the first year I've taken it properly seriously and finished under 150k. So I'm not really, I think it's pretty good to be honest. Um, I'm a yeah, bit annoyed. I think you can be proud of that. Yeah, I'm a bit annoyed because oh, I think last week was the one that killed me. I mean, I had my free hit. It was all set up. I just didn't pick the right players. Um, not Captain Richarlison really was the one, the nail in the coffin on that one. But um, yeah, I'm pretty, pretty happy. Um, I think, yeah, if, if if last week went well, I wouldn't have done the double take for, for Tony and Ericsson as well because I would have actually been at a bit close to 100k and I probably could have reached it. But 145 finish, that's not bad at all. I'll take that. And I mean, I own Son, Kulazeski and Kane today, so that's where my points came from. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, mine mine wasn't too bad. I'm quite disappointed with the final finish. I was hoping to have done slightly better and creep into the top 300k as it was, I ended up finishing just outside at 325, which is not one of my best ever scores, but it's also not one of my worst ever, which given the fact that for like five or six weeks before last week, I just could not get a call right and was just getting red arrow after red arrow. I mean, the past two weeks, I've still got red arrows, but they've been pretty small ones. Um, so this this week, I finished on 68 points once uh, my subs come in. Um Pretty all right, hey, really. Same, I think. Same as me, mate. What sixty eight? Sixty eight. Nice and social. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's not terrible. The the clean sheet wipeout for Leicester and Chelsea was pretty brutal. Um, I was sat on sixty four, I think, before when when did Leicester concede? Um, was it with a few? Just it was. I think it was pretty much. Just after oh, it was like 70-odd minutes, yeah. Ward-Prowse scored a penalty. So at like 70, 60-odd minutes, I had both Leicester and Chelsea on for a clean sheet. Um, and so, yeah, I was like sat on 64 points just then. And I hadn't had, I don't think Son, Son hadn't scored his second, I don't think. Madison hadn't assisted. Kane hadn't got an assist, I don't think. So, like, I would have been, yeah, similar to what you were saying, like well into the 80s or 90s had that come in. Um but it didn't, so it's one of them. The James assist and bonus was a nice little a boost at the end. Um, I had considered... I did want to bring Robertson in, which would have been um, 
obviously a better score than James, but I didn't quite have the funds to be able to to reach him. So I took out Mings for James without a hit um, and it paid off. So all in all, pretty happy. I was saying to Tom just before we came on, it's, it's a bit frustrating. Obviously would have been happy um, had City conceded. Um, no kind of goal returns from Mares or Cancelo had that meant Liverpool won the league. But as it was them scoring three goals, I didn't get any returns from those two players. So as much as I got the Son captaincy right, which was good, had Madison in and Kane and Ketia scored, James got an assistance and bonus. Um, so decent returns coming in. There was two kind of, well, four players, Trent, Jota, Mares, and Cancelo all blanked and didn't offer very much with both Mares and Jota being pulled off before 60 minutes. So bit frustrating on that front but as I say finished the season decently um could have probably asked for for slightly better but as it goes I'm I'm not too too upset um but it's lucky that I messaged Tom about an hour or so and I actually almost forgot to make my changes after I messaged you Tom did you um I, I went for lunch with with family um and then was on my way to play golf and was like, oh crap, it was like 20 past two or something. And I just <laughs> realized that I had to make all of my changes. But I messaged Tom this morning because he'd said that he obviously was getting Ericsson and Tony in and had done for a minus eight. And I was like, oh, should I do the same? Um, just because it seemed, well, obviously the scout tip Tony, um, they were in at home to Leeds and in quite good form. But I would have taken a minus eight and wouldn't have brought James in. I would have brought Alonso in. Um and I would have taken out uh, Mateta and Gordon. Gordon, but I would have ended up on like minus six or something compared to where I did. So hmm. minus um, five it would have been like fifty odd. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm glad I, I made the sensible choice and didn't take a yeah. hit and went for the player that was more likely to start in James. But I, I realised I said minus five for me then, and I realised actually no, it's probably more like minus twenty three because I had the Niketia and Martelli points as well because we played <laughs> nice, nice, lovely stuff. But um, yeah, I nearly what was it? I don't know. But anyway, yeah, overall not a bad finish to the season. Could have, no. could have, and would have liked slightly higher. But yeah, what ready for next mean? season now. Ready for next season? Yeah, I mean, I, I was kind of, I was struggling with it a few weeks back, just couldn't really be bothered because, as I say, I wasn't really getting anything right. But I think having the three, is it about three months now? Well, there's going to be... Yeah, back in end of August, isn't it? So Yeah, end yeah, of August. Months. So a good few months now to, to rest and recharge. And I think I'll be back keen as ever to start yeah. next year. Um, and it will be interesting because I think there's going to be some, well, obviously Harland's coming in, that's already confirmed, but there will be some tasty transfers this summer, I think. Um, and a lot of teams kind of, well, Need. we'll wait to see how United shake out uh, with Ten Hag coming in. But I think it will be a competitive league again next year. So we'll wait to see how that pans yeah. out. What do you, what are you taking from this year? Anything? Um, I think maybe being a bit more patient with my team. Um, it's, it's a hard one because, you know, I had Madison, I've had Madison now for maybe six or seven game weeks maybe even eight and it's only in the last two that he's actually delivered for me and to a certain extent maybe I should have it's one of those in hindsight you say well I should have got him out sooner when I when I knew that they had the Europa Conference League 
um, involvement. I knew I should have known that he's not going to get the minutes that he, he you would have wanted from him, and then brought him back in for the end of the season as and when they went out of that. But that's the sort of patience that I kind of should have shown with other players earlier this year, where I kind of pulled the trigger on them slightly too early. Um, and it meant that I missed out on their big points haul that finally came in. And it would have been a case of, you know, only having owned them for three or four weeks, let alone or kind of compared to the six or seven that I've held Madison for. So, um, yeah, probably just being a bit more patient. I know different people have different ways of playing the game and being successful. We had Sam on the other week who said he'd taken like two or three points hits all year, yeah. where I'd probably taken, I don't even want to guess, Go on, probably have a look. like... Well, probably well over 15, I'd say. Um, that's probably a conservative guess. Um, how do you... 13 for me. Uh, go on to game week history and then it says all the okay. fours. Okay. I was looking yeah, at so 13 history. hits for me this year, which isn't too bad to be honest. I'm quite happy with that. I mean, when you think about Where, it in real terms. Which is it? Just count it, which went down quickly. I'll... Um, I can talk about what, what I think I'm going to take from this year while you're doing that. Yeah, um, you do that. I think I've realised this year, actually, I know a bit more about football than I think I do. Um, there's been a lot of times where I've t- I've gone to FPL Twitter and gone and followed the crowd. So I think the perfect example was last week. I was like, I'm going to get Jamie Vardy in. And then people were like, well, he's only going to play one game. Or And then they were like, I'll get Danny Ings instead. Obviously, it's one that's not worked out. And I went Danny Ings and it's not worked out for me. But... I think trusting my gut on players that I like rather than going with the crowd on FPL because it seems like the correct thing to do because most of the time it isn't because a lot of the time it's luck and judgment and you just sort of play your own way and yeah. and do what you want. And there's been players that I sort of should have got that I didn't get and then obviously, and then struggled to get to them. So yeah, Vardy was a good one for the last couple of weeks because I I wanted him last week in the free hit um, and just couldn't get to him. Oh, sorry, not couldn't get to him. Was advised to go by with other talking to other people. They were like, "Well, why didn't you go, Danny? Because he'll play both." Well, it ended up being the opposite around. Vardy played both, and Danny's only played one. So, yeah, things like that definitely. Um, and just jump on players earlier. I think not chasing the points so much, but there'll be when I watch players, there'll be players that people will get in because it logically makes sense to get them in. And you go like Son, I think is the good example. Um, trying to find mm. a way to get him in and taking out out of form players. So this year, I think the good example was Salah. Like we kept with Salah for a long period of time. Yeah, for far too and long. It, we and probably should have got rid of him when he started playing poorly. And you should we should have watched the game and gone, he's not playing very well, and gone to a player who is playing well, like Son, who was playing unbelievably. And I think making that jump and just going like, not against the crowd, but just saying like, right, I need. I've watched him. He has not been like playing well, and it could. I mean, like not like one individual game, but when they've played like badly for. I mean, Salah played badly for. I mean, three, four, five games, sort of thing. It wasn't. It wasn't like it was a. Yeah, um, I mean, the thing is with Salah system. and like players like him is that you probably think, oh, I don't want to take him out this week because he can go big, and I don't want to be punished by him. And the thing is, you know, though I'll try and pull up his his stats now, but there's been. Um, weeks this year where well weeks since the AFCON which is really when his poor form has started um, where he has then got double digit hauls so obviously against United in game week 33 he got 19 points and that's it um, 18 well he got 
well, obviously the the double in 26 where everyone triple captained him, he got 28. Um, But those are the only three double-digit hauls that he's scored since... Game week 14. Well, since game week 14, but, you know, after game week 14, he had a steady streak of points returns Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, blanked for two game weeks and then scored against Chelsea. So... In that time frame, I don't think Son had quite hit form just then. I think it was just before when they played City and their double in 26. I think Son started coming good. But, you know, we'll look at the 26 double. And obviously, it was right to keep him then because he scored bumper points, which triple captained him. But really, we probably should have taken him out after that. Um, but we held yeah. him. And then we would have had the game week 33 and gone, oh, this is why we should own Salah because he stung us now, scoring nearly 20 points. But in that time, Son has scored way more than him. And since that time, yeah. Son has scored way more than him. So he was obviously the person to own. But again, we just look at it and go, oh, so he, he got the 19 against United. And you look at it and go, he always plays well against Everton. They've got Everton at home next. I'll keep him for that because he could go big. And we've just kind of had that fear of every game week since then. And it Whereas was only since, when... Well, since game week 28, when Liverpool had their double, yeah. Son has had six double-digit returns, yeah. including today. Um, I took Salah out for game week 37 because um, we'd had the benefit of the FA Cup being played before that and seen him gone off injured. And that kind of forced my hand to switch to yeah. Son. But I probably, if I hadn't seen him go off injured, I mean, I think I would have probably still would have gone to him. Son. But I would have definitely would have definitely been more of a, a debate in my mind of whether to keep him or not. because I probably would have kept him. Yeah, you just think, who did we play? Uh, was it... Uh, 37 Southampton away and as you you were predicting that we would go there and thump them um, so it would have definitely been more of a conversation um, so yeah I, I think you're right as, as I said well I did my count up and it was 16 um, transfer hits that I took I think I tried for the first month or two maybe three months of the season to resist uh, hits because in years gone by I've been probably quite um, loose with them and just taking them whenever um but i tried this year at the start to be like no i'll, I'll be to demonstrate the patience that i've talked about and um you know stick it out and take them when absolutely necessary i then kind of saw something where it was like um and it's obviously you know when someone has a good game we haven't taken hits they're going to preach about it and say oh yeah you can still get good scores having taken hits and they're not wrong but I kind of like switched to that sort of thinking of like, mm. well, if I take a hit, but I score more points than I would have done not taking a hit, then it makes sense to, right? Yeah. Um, and obviously, as I say, there's different ways to play this game and you can be successful in that way. But I think, yeah, I'll probably try to play it the way that Sam has this year. And that's easy to say because he's obviously finished very high, but try to be more patient, take fewer hits and just, as you say, probably listen to yourself more. Um kind of stick with what you know and trust in and yep. not be swayed by Tom who tells you to make stupid transfers. I mean, <laughs> my advice is always sound. I think that, the, yeah, the one thing we do is actually use this podcast to take my own advice because I always punt players and quite a lot of the time this year I've actually punted a few players that have come off quite well and just, but then I've not bought them in myself. I should oh yeah, he's a good player to get and then I'll go and go to someone else. It's like, that makes no sense, does it? So yeah, I think that's probably going to be what I do. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully. Um, so, yeah. 
So you finished about 145k, I'm 325. Um, does that just leave us to have a quick look at the league? I know it's not fully it updated does. just yet. I mean, but, it's not, um, but I think we've we, we found our champion, haven't we? So yeah. So yeah, um, congratulations, Paul Walsh. I mean, absolutely stormed it the last few weeks. Ridiculous. That's such a good finish. Yeah. 60... Well, he's going to get 71 points because Pookie's going to come on for him. Which is slightly unsatisfying because he was on 69. But um, <laughs> yeah, we're waiting to see how it uh, shakes out because I say, don't think it's updated properly. So I've just checked on live. It doesn't tell me his overall game week rank. Uh, let's see if I can actually check. Oh, I can. I can. His final game week, his final score is 303rd in the world. I mean, Mental. ain't bad. Not bad, is it? Yeah, I think that that is probably a deserving winner of the FPL by Dummies League then. Yeah, I mean, if, yeah, Paul, 71 points. Rob finished, and I mean, Rob finished uh, 978th, so inside the one top 1k as well. And then Cracking Sam, job. yeah, very good again. And Sam finished at 1,807 in the end. So, I mean, still top 2K. We said that as if like, it was a bad yeah. thing then. I mean, that's still a ridiculous Yeah, a ridiculous I mean, as, as much as I'm like, yeah, like he should be so proud of that and congratulate. And I do feel a bit gutted for him because I know he wanted to finish higher than that. Um, and was he up to like 12th or something like a few weeks ago? Um, yeah, he was right up there. It is a bit gutting, but it's one of those he said when he was on the pod that obviously he used his chips a few weeks ago and that probably stretched him out um, ahead of the rest of the field, and then he kind of got reined back in when everyone played theirs yeah. in thirty six and thirty seven. Twenty so twenty fifth was his was his highest rank at this this year, uh, which was about six weeks ago to be for six seven weeks yeah. ago. So it's one of those where it's um, it's like a running race. Some people like to try and kick for the line early with about two hundred to go, and others wait until the final fifty meters, and it all kind of the stagger breaks down, and and uh, you see how everyone finishes, but. Yeah, cracking job by all three of those. But I mean, everyone, you know, there's lots of people who have knocked up about two thousand five hundred points there, um, which is a great, a great score. So um, everyone in the league can be very proud of of how they've performed this year. Yeah, I mean, yeah, as you say, a very deserving champion in Paul Welsh. So well done, mate. Yeah. So Paul, if you are listening, I mean, hopefully you're still listening to us. Hopefully you're not bored of us yet. (laughs) If you send us a message, we will organise the uh, the final. The final, the final gift. Um, I will just say, yeah, uh, the final three then. Clive Dougal, Gavin Doyle and Marcus Foe all finished with over 2,600 points. So Marcus was in 18,666. Um, so top 20k for those six, which is just pretty ridiculous. Um, oh, and I will do it as well. I mean, Miles Clark as well, just outside top 20k. They're just ridiculous scores. I only wish I was as good as you guys as a FBL. Um, <laughs> One day, when I grow up, I want to be as good as as Miles Clark at FPL. Yeah, um, but yeah, uh, Paul, give us a message on Twitter, and we will send out your gift, uh, your final, your prize, your winning prize. Um, should we say what it is now or no? Yeah, go for it. Uh, it is uh, a cardboard cutout of Sean Dyche. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we found it months ago. God rest and, his soul. Uh, God rest his soul. <laughs> uh, yeah, ironically, we found the cardboard cut of Sean Dyche, um, and this was pre-sacking. Um, 
So yeah, uh, there is a carbon cut of Paul uh, versus Sean Deitch uh, that can be sent to you if you contact us. I will put a tweet out on our account as well. Um, if you don't, <laughs> we're then, not going to hear from him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if we never hear from you again, then fine. I mean, it probably has to go to Rob instead then and finish his second. So um, yeah, whoever contacts us, Paul, if you don't contact us, then it's going to go to Rob. So you, you better contact us. Um, and you've got your carbon cut of Sean Deitch. Um, we'll have to come up with another one for next year. I mean, there's got to be... There's got to be a, a better Sean. Should we just the first manager to get sacked next year is the prize? <laughs> well, um, or something different? Yeah, we'll we'll come up with something. Well, uh, well, should should we next week season? Should we do the same and keep it like as a surprise secret till the end? Or should we? Yeah, I think that sounds like uh, a good idea. Okay, we'll come up um, with something funny. We'll come up with something funny um, and see what we can see what we can do. I mean, if you listen to us, you know we're absolutely hilarious. So it's it's obviously going to be so so funny. It's going to be great um, banter, whatever it is. So so much banter. But yeah, oh, well, also, I mean, there's no prize for this because we didn't even realise it was a thing until it started. But the cup, the cup, I didn't, I couldn't, I oh, didn't, yeah. even, didn't even remember it was a thing. Who won there's the no cup? No one cares about it. I mean, yeah, oh, it's really oh, helpful. It was between Emma Haley and Jordan Palmer. So 64 points on a free hit for Emma Haley. And Jordan Palmer, 86 points, minus four, 82 points. So congratulations. To Jordan Does, um, Palmer. Emma have any points on the bench? No. That's no, it. that is that is it. So yeah, Jordan Palmer, congratulations. You are the champion of the FPL Way Dummies Podcast League Cup. Um unfortunately we didn't even realise it's thing, so there's no prize for that. Um but maybe next year. <laughs> maybe next year you'll get a uh, a Sean Deitch based gift. Yeah, that's a very strong score. Did Rudy get an get an assist then? You know he got um he got three bonus Rudy, points and he came off before yeah, he, he oh, got some so he got three no, bonus points. Because yeah, it's pretty shit, isn't it? But quite funny. So yeah, um, another shit good... houses way to nine points. Yeah, so Baines on toast, Jordan Palmer. Congratulations on on that win as well. Um, yeah. What was your overall I rank? Guess for again, sadly, the final time this season. Um, that's all we got time for. Ah, that is all we got time for. A few months now till we can but, come back. Um, sorry, yeah. So a few months. I mean, you'll probably all be glad to uh, be. Re- relieved of us for a little while, but God, Tom kind of alluded we... to it last week. Sorry, I was just going to say you alluded to it last week. That um, thanks all so much for the love and support this year. Tuning in each week or as and when you can. Um, we don't really do this for mad amounts of views or clicks or whatever. It's just we enjoy it. Um, but it's good to know that. Uh, there are people out there who enjoy listening to us as well and um, enjoy kind of interacting and chatting all things FPL as say as much as it's been well for me anyway a bit of a frustrating season it is a great game and it's something that brings us all together and we can enjoy and chat about so um, yeah I don't know if you've got anything to add Tom. I mean you said we enjoy doing this I, that's a lie I don't enjoy doing this at all I absolutely hate it it's an obligation. I, I do it. I do it only. I do it only for the likes and clicks. Um, <laughs> I'm doing it for the impending fame and stardom. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, when I'm a famous podcaster doing my own podcast, and I finally binned you off. I mean, dreamland, dreamland, absolute dreamland. <laughs> when Joe um, Rogan is knocking down your door, hoping to get a feature. Oh, mate, he's not. Come, I'm not going on his fucking podcast. He can. He can. Uh, he can come on mine. That's how it works. Um, <laughs> Yeah, no. Obviously, if you if you aren't if you if you haven't listened to my satirical comments before, that was obviously a joke. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, no. We really appreciate it. It's, it's. I mean, I love doing it with you. It's it's good fun. Um, I mean, 
we have a laugh because it's it's easy. Um, obviously, massive thank you. I will add to to all the guests we've had on this year. Yeah, so Mahir, um, Ray, Rob, and Sam. Obviously, um, that's I think that's the James only four we've had on this year. James, oh shit, fuck me. I'll get sacked if I don't don't uh, don't include <laughs> him. You're gonna be finding new bees correspondent. Yeah, that's not gonna happen, is it? Then unlucky mate. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, no, really appreciate everyone listening to us. It's it's really good fun. Um, yeah, drop us some comments and bits and pieces. You know, if anyone wants to, you know, chat to us about anything FPL related, um, we're obviously available over the summer if people want to chat to us. Generally, I mean, we always say it. We said it on several podcasts before. If if anyone has anything outside of the FPL community that they just want to discuss and, and need a friendly year, then then feel free to to drop us a message. We're happy to. Happy to do what we can. Um, I can't say we'll be very helpful because we are useless as shit, but we're always <laughs> always available. Um, yeah, and that's what I've got to add. But yeah, I guess that's a, a nice way to segue into what our Twitter handles are to to follow the pod. Oh and yeah, get yeah. Involved come with and, us, come so. and drop us a message, but I'm not going to tell you what to, what to do that, how to do that. No, no, no. But I mean, I was just going to say that, as I say, it's a nice segue. So it's uh, FP. I'm FPL Dummy Cam. Uh, it's FPL Dummy Tom over there, and then the main pod channel is FPL by Dummies. So, um, yeah, give us a follow, and yeah, as I say, happy to interact and chat with you guys um, because it is good fun. So, I hope you have all enjoyed to a certain extent or got through this season. Um, it is finally over. It's this weird one. It, it feels like this has been the final day of the season has been coming forever, but the fact that it's finally here, it's. Uh, Feels almost glorious. What <laughs> one thing to add I think we're, too soon. before we do cut off um, next year, and we'll talk about I'm sure on our preview pods before the other season. Um, Halland, you going to own me in game at one? Um, probably. Yeah, me too. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it would just be. It's one of those that I owned Lukaku not from the very start. But as soon as I'd seen him play against Arsenal, it's just one of the... And it was the same when Werner came in. It was like, just own him to see if he explodes um, straight out of the blocks. And if he doesn't, well, then just move him on. Um, but I feel like with the service that he's going to have, provided he manages to stay fit in the summer and Pep brings him straight in, I think it's just kind of a no-brainer. Um, he's probably going to be the foundation along with Salah and maybe Son. Um, and then you build a team around them. Love it. Yeah. There you go. Well, but thanks for yeah, listening. I'm going to have to think about that for another two and a half months or so. so God, thank God. Yeah. We can actually go enjoy our summer. <laughs> enjoy your summer holidays, whatever it is you're up to. Um, and we look forward to seeing you either in a preview pod uh, midway through the summer break or the week before the season kicks off. So, yeah, thanks again for listening, guys. And we'll see you sometime soon. Bye. Bye.